0: Here is a new podcast brought to you by the Occidental newspaper and produced by the Occidental podcast team. The podcast will encourage respectful discussion despite the sometimes polarizing topics that will be featured. In this episode, we'll be discussing the 2022 Grammy decisions. I'm your host Zoe Solomon, the current podcast editor for the Occidental newspaper. I'm here today with three Oxy students, Nora, Aya, and Eli. Can you introduce yourselves?
1: Hello everyone, this is Nora Manukian and I am a junior majoring in philosophy. Hi,
2: I'm Aya Sugira, and I'm a senior UEP major.
3: Hi, my name is Eli Kaplan-Packer, and I am a first-year, I'm currently undeclared, but probably I'll go into music. So,
0: Can someone give a rundown on what the Grammys are? Today we will be talking about song of the year.
1: If one were to Google Grammys, they would stumble upon the Wikipedia page, which don't trash Wikipedia, but it says that it's these are awards presented by the Recording Academy of the United States to recognize outstanding achievements in the music industry. Basically that. And most of the voting and nominations are done by specific members. Most of the time it's the Board of Trustees, the Recording Academy, the CEO of the Academy, and also certain members that get into the, into the group of the voting members through nominations and letters of recommendation. So the process of nominating and voting for songs or artists is very exclusive and not public.
0: Okay. Do you agree with what the Song of the Year is? If not, what do you think the Song of the Year should be?
3: I mean, I'll start if no one else won. For me, I think this year actually had quite a few very good uh, nominees for Song of the Year. I think that that The Winner, Just Like That by Bonnie Raitt was a good song, but I think that it was outshone by quite a few of them, and I personally would have chosen About Damn Time for Song of the Year.
2: I'll just note that about Damn Time won Record of the Year, so these are two separate categories where for Record of the Year, it's looking at the performance and the production of the song, the award goes to the performer, where Song of the Year, what we're talking about is looking at the songwriting of the song and the award goes to the
0: songwriter. And do you agree with the Song of the Year or do you think it should have been something else? I
2: didn't listen to them because I'll keep <laughs> up with the Grammys, if I'm being honest. Sound a little folky, I don't know, she said a lot of words. It wasn't just like a repeat hook melody situation, so potentially there's some lyricism in there that was, you know, worthy of some recognition of Miss Bonnie. And relatives to a lot of the other songs, I believe there were like quite a few nominated this year. Ten. Ten. Just yeah, that's, I think they, they upped that number from previous years. And of them, I recognize Five. eight. <laughs> I'd say I recognize eight of them. And this is from, like, being on Instagram, TikTok, being out in the world. These are very, like, radio-friendly, like, pop numbers that, you know, are probably getting a lot of plays and are most recognizable to me for, like, a one-liner in one part of the, like, 30 seconds of the song that always gets played. So, in my opinion, which is not founded on... Oh, my God. Which is not founded on like, listening to the whole song and looking at the lyrics. So it makes my opinion <laughs> not not that relevant. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of these songs do have that, like, instantly recognizable maybe one-liner or two-liner. And to me, that doesn't necessarily make it a songwriting hit. Well, but maybe it does. Because if you can just capture the whole song in one line, that's pretty crazy. So, but, but from my... Like my perception of like awarding things to songwriters is on like lyricism, longer bars, further storytelling, and not just like,
0: can you write a catchy hook? Why do you think the Grammys are not as popular with young people these days? Is that true? I mean, I don't know. Is it? I feel like you I said you didn't listen to it. I don't know anyone that actually listened to the that like watched the Grammys. For
1: oh, me, no. This is the only time I've watched Grammys because my favorite band was nominated as the new artist of the year, right?
0: Monoskin.
1: So if you're not acquainted, go ahead, listen to every single song. I know lyrics the Italian ones, the English ones, the mixture. I've seen all the music videos. So I'm a big, big fan so i was only following tweets i wasn't actually watching and that's that's where it ends that is all i've done for the grammys this year
3: i think there's a big shift right now in like with award shows and i've had a weird relationship with them i feel like for a while because they don't mean anything like they're they are they're as subjective as is any one of the people in this room's opinions. And, you know, there are people in the industry, so they probably know quite a bit about music, but that doesn't mean, that, that doesn't guarantee that any of them are right. There is no right in this scenario. I guess for me, I choose to view a lot of this as just like a celebration of music and the like, you know, I will say, I definitely have like preferences among this list, but I don't think any of these are bad. I don't think any of these like really, really suck. There are ones that I absolutely like more than others, and I think the lowest for me is just eh, wasn't my thing. But um, I, I think that p- different people can get different things out of it, and I think that the very static nature of okay, you win here, you win there, you win there, is like like it. We're kind of I don't know how to say this, but like. You know the old trope of like the participation trophy generation, all that kind of stuff. Which I'm I'm not here to bash on, but like the, the idea that like, you know, just putting out something, expressing yourself creatively is the award itself and not like, which one is the best, which one's like...
1: Then why do we stress winning certain awards so much? Especially when it comes to like these official awards, Oscars, Grammys, Emmy which is not that popular, but it is also an award. I would like to bring in the recent occurrence, because of the Grammys, many people were complaining that Beyonce should have won the Album of the Year instead of Harry Styles, and there was a lot of backlash coming from them, which is baffling because during one of the awards, I think it was the MTV Awards, not sure, Taylor Swift won an award for her contribution in music, And Kanye gets up and says that Beyoncé should have won it. And now, people were defending Taylor at the time, and now Harry wins, and then people are mad that he won the Album of the Year instead of Beyoncé. So why are we stressing this
2: participation award so much? I do think that award shows like the Grammys do like carry a lot of like cultural clout, if that makes sense. Like we're all aware of it, even if we're not actually sitting down and watching it, like we follow that. And we still recognize that like Grammy Award winning is a title and like a certain level mm. of recognition that can kind of solidify these artists into like the industry or as like well established artists or well recognized artists. And I think while most of that is probably coming from their audience and like their viewership and their plays and their fans. And then also a huge piece is probably, like, the record deals that they're signing, like, within the industry who can actually nominate them into these awards. I feel like the awards are still, like, a big part of our, like, cultural psyche and, like, we all recognize it. So it's not, like, it has no meaning, in my opinion, of, like, even someone like me who somewhat lives under a rock. Like, I know what they are. like, <laughs> And I guess I am kind of following it. And it becomes, like, a topic of conversation among people. Even though you haven't like watched it,
3: and I will, I will say I think the the situation with Taylor Swift all those years ago and the situation now is different just because the outrage around Harry Styles was specifically because Harry was the only man nominated in the album of the year category. Everybody else, it was it was him, and then all the others were women, and they picked they picked the white guy for album of the year. That's why that's that's what the controversy was, and. I, I and and no no shade to Harry Styles as a songwriter. I think he's talented. I think it, that was it was just sort of that cultural gesture. And I think you know the idea of like adding on to what Aya said like we they mean so much because we give them weight, You know we, they mean so much because as a society we've decided that they're important.
2: I mean also though like if we're if we're talking about like Harry Styles versus Beyonce, I think they both pull a lot of like cultural significance for like they're like pop culture icons both of them in their own ways They've had a really long evolution in their careers and even with Beyonce's album that's that was nominated this year like it's had its own set of controversy too of like she's drawing a lot of inspiration there's definitely been controversy around this particular album of like taking aesthetics or beats or like certain lyrics or themes from it's from like. From like ballroom, ballroom culture, culture. Yeah. And like from this niche in the queer community and like performance that she, as like an industry mainstay, is not necessarily like the face of that. Like, I think you can appreciate the music and also bring in a lot of different inspirations, and that's perfectly wonderful. But there's definitely people who are like, I don't know this doesn't need to be, like, the award doesn't need to go to to Beyonce, like, where do all the folks who've, like, been creating this movement and this art, who, you know, sometimes get pushed off to the margins of society, like, where's their recognition for what they've been doing for years, and, like, is, like, awarding someone this mainstream honor of this, like, mysterious recording academy that's, like, super entrenched, like, Is that really the recognition you want? Is that really like the approval that we're looking for? So
1: I mean that could apply to anything, you know. You want an Oscar, you want this award and that award. Like I remember how everyone was rooting at some point for Leonardo DiCaprio to get an Oscar and he finally got it. I think he has two. He might have two, it doesn't really matter. He eventually got it. But it was later, much later in his career, after so many good movies because i'm not his fan but (laughs) after all there is prestige and history that is attached to these awards however do we where do you think this is really going i'm not sure if the prestige is gonna follow in like five years i'm not sure if grammys or oscars or any of these will have any significance some significance, but much diminished compared to the significance of these awards in 90s or early 2000s, when everyone was just hyped up that Oscars was on the TV, we need to watch it. But now it's more like, I want to see what everyone wore on the red carpet and who won, so you just Google the list of winners, you don't even need to watch the awards to know who won, you can just look it up as the award is happening, so... Do you think this culture of quickly looking up information can somehow affect the way we view these awards?
0: Yeah, this will lead into my next question, which is, what do you think the future of the Grammys is in the next five, ten years? How do you think it's going to change? How do you want it to change? How do you think it'll actually change?
3: I that'sling to me I think that. I think there's a lot of I think Nora raised some really good points about like specifically like, you know, when you can Google everything where when everything is condensed down to a bullet point, why do people why would people watch anymore? What what is people's motivation to watch anymore? And I think that, you know, there there's there's I'm I'm just thinking about like I can't name a single like like if I I really thought hard because I'm also into film and stuff I could probably name a movie that won an Oscar last year, but like what? But when everybody thinks of the Oscar last year, what what do they think of? I don't know the slap.
1: What? Oh, Oh, I see. (laughs) I didn't even think about the slap.
3: But, like, that has nothing to do with anything that happened in any of the movies or any of the award winning. It was a, you know, say all you will about the slap. I'm not going to weigh into it here. I'm just saying, like, it was not a part of – it was not an official part of the ceremony, but it got the most attention of the night. So – I think that really says any, the most about where award shows are going. Is that something completely unplanned, something completely shocking, and that nobody expected to happen, was the biggest thing of the night.
2: I think it's an interesting like perspective into, or an opportunity for us to look at like celebrity culture in general. Because for me, like award shows, because I don't really intake that much media, like doesn't mean that much for me, but I follow them and I get a lot of information about them. And then part of it is like the red carpet fashion, bro. Like the way everybody shows up to it. Like it's like a whole spectacle of like, who's there? What are they wearing? Like beyond just like, who's like the, like you said, the actual topic of the night of like evaluating works of art. So I think it's like beyond just the evaluation piece of it. And then it's also like, there's so many of us to whom like arts and entertainment is like a huge part of our lives, because how else are we gonna get through this world and existence if we don't have entertainment so like there's that piece of it, and then also like the way that ordinary people like you or me get super hyped up about these celebrities that we don't even know, like we're part of these like fan groups and like have such strong emotional like connection and affinity, and like you want to root for someone, you want to see them do well like I think there's something there too of just like the human desire to like, I don't know, root for Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, I don't know this man, but why do I want him to get an Oscar so bad? Like or...
1: sometimes I want it just for like a checkmark for a specific person. So let's say you're my favorite actor and you don't have that one award, I hope you get it just for the checkmark. But I'd say with my favorite band that I was talking about. I need them to be very successful so that I can have a continuous stream of good music going in my direction. So if they're successful, I'm very happy because I get more music. So that might be like another motivation as to why you would want a specific person to win a specific award is if you give them that award, they will keep up with a good award,
3: hopefully. Though I will say like, I, I think like there is, I think that used to be a lot more true than it is now because like, you know, For example, Beyoncé didn't win any of the major Grammys. Is Beyoncé just gonna stop making music after this, or not make as much music? No. She's—Beyoncé, she's gonna do what she wants to do. And, like, I I don't think, like—I don't think, like, award shows have as much, like, like, actual, like, physical effect on like record sales or something like that, or or ticket sales. That
1: holds for celebrities who have legacy. That does not hold for celebrities who don't really have a history like Beyonce. You're comparing Beyonce, who has the most Grammys to begin with, with some band or some new artist that has nothing, and then they win a Grammy and all of a sudden they gain the recognition from the public. So let's say my band is from Italy, they are not that famous here. They, are, they have some following, but if they did win Grammy or got into the American scene much more actively and got awards, constant recognition, et cetera, et cetera, they would be having concerts, which I'd be purchasing tickets to. So again, to my benefit, I would want some artists in, in the artist or someone who doesn't have a big following to win an award because this helps them. But for someone like, again, Taylor, Beyonce, Lizzo, they don't need it. They don't... They, they need some sort of, like, a word for their contribution because they are the top celebrities in that industry. But it doesn't... You're right. It doesn't play as big of a role in their life as it does in some small
3: and, and I was just going to say, like, of, of the people who are nominated for this category, all of them, like, all of them, the songs charted really, really well, like, stayed multiple, multiple weeks on the, on the charts. It's not like... Like, I, I, I'm i I'm trying, like, the only non-established artists on here are Gale for AD, ABCDEFU, which charted for, like, weeks and weeks on end, I remember. And Steve Lacey, who, for Bad Habit, who charted for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So it, it's not gonna, like, with, with or without the Grammys, these people are going to be successful.
1: Most of the time, you'd expect, though, a thing that's doing the best to win the award, but that's not necessarily the case and we've seen many exam- examples of that like a popular movie would not get an oscar or or a golden globe or anything of that sort which is tragic in a sense but not necessarily cuz i don't know who the academy is and how they really pick so i can't say for sure if they're right or wrong
3: but it's it's weird actually that the the oscars and the grammys are very much opposite in the, in these ways because like the Grammys, like all of these songs charted like multiple multiple weeks on end, but the, most of the highest grossing movies of a year do not get the nominated for any if for many, if any, of the like best picture or whatever it is. I think that's
1: because the Academy I mean, that chooses the movies that should be qualified for the awards. I don't think they are doing it based on the on the income. That the, what is it called? On how Traffic. well the movie does in the cinema, but rather the quality, the content, the cinematic art of the movie. With music, it's much harder to. But
0: then they shouldn't, shouldn't they do the same with music then? I was right say, now no, it's... with
1: music, it's much harder because something that might be doing well, something that is earning a lot of money, might be some song that is featured in many videos.
3: Well, but also is. The fact that a movie is grossing a lot of money, does that automatically mean it's not a good movie?
1: It could be grossing a lot, but that's just a satire thing. Like, there was this movie recently made about Winnie the Winnie the Pooh. If you know what I'm talking about? It's a, it's a murder, horror, whatever it was. No, <laughs> Winnie. A gross, yeah, that, that is it. It's,
3: this is what happens when you enter the public domain. <laughs> I mean,
1: compared to what the budget was, they did... <laughs> They earned a lot. And how can you qualify that for Oscars? That is not... Mm-hmm. I i
3: wouldn't. I mean... Some people might like it. I'm not saying it's I'm not good. saying it's bad.
1: I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's bad. I but th- at the same time, it's not
3: good enough for that. Ooh, Idiot. not good enough. Yeah, it's Idiot. not good enough. <laughs> what well, makes something good enough? So
2: true. The
1: real question. How widely available it is to the public. How niche it is. How... Not necessarily niche it is. So you think this one is very niche? Yeah,
2: exactly. So but these These are these are
1: your qualifications. I'm saying it should not be super niche. It should be more available. Yeah. To clarify, it shouldn't be extremely niche like this movie that I was talking about the we need the poo one. Let me look it up. I think (laughs) I know. It's called Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey, exactly. And they're making another one, but not with. We need, I don't know what it, it oh, is no. with, they're,
3: but they're just gonna they're just gonna adapt. Yeah, these are adapta- grotesque
1: adaptations of your favorite literature from your childhood. So would you qualify that for Oscars?
3: Some people might.
2: We have a culture
1: of violence because it's extremely <laughs> niche. Some people who are into this kind of cinema will qualify, but it's such a small group of people. But and are those people so, wrong?
2: That's so, okay. This is contradictory, right? Because it's like okay. So are we prioritizing the opinion of a relatively very small subset of the society that is the academy or whatever? Or are we going to talk about like those the niched in the public field of like, because there's a lot of freaks and weirdos in this world, okay? And maybe they like blood and honey. And what? who are you to say that their opinion <laughs> is not word. enough? One word. Classics
1: when we talk about classics literature movie music whatever it is are we talking about something that is extremely niche or something that has withstood the test of time something yeah, that but is popular that's still subjective and widely available but are you gonna argue that let's say what, what we're, we can talk about but
2: also these award shows are like on a yearly basis you know what i mean you can't we can't always be evaluating the classics They they become part of something that could become classics
1: eventually. That's the point, I'd say. I don't don't know that they're evaluating them. I'm not saying all of them. The, the Oscar picks, all of them would qualify as classics eventually? No, not even the winner. Sometimes the, something that it was nominated would qualify as a classic eventually. And I don't
2: know, I would argue that the Academy, probably the like markers that they're using, the values that they ultimately hold, and the standards that they have to evaluate artistic works are probably based off of the classics that you're talking about. Can Bring I just it back say one music? thing
0: before we end, is that I love gatekeeping. And that when a musical artist gets over 100,000 listens, I stop listening to them. Okay, well, you're (laughs)
2: annoying, bruh. You're annoying. You're just annoying. It's
0: just mean. It's just mean.
1: In all honesty, someone is going to love this podcast in a raw mode of us just talking (laughs) banter about all sorts of things. I agree with gatekeeping, but only some things. Like... Discount stores, gatekeep them with your heart and soul. Don't share stores or websites that sell clothing. Very cheap, but very good quality and very sustainable, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Don't share that. Gatekeep all you want.
2: Okay, as someone who's number two top artist on Spotify last year, started with Z, ended with E, and rhymes with, you know, a mid-sized body of water. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I just can't say it out loud. So you're gonna Zay? have. To, hey? Hey, sh- <laughs> <What's that? laughs> so, It's Drake. Hey! Oh, Audrey. <laughs> someone's number two artist was a particular man from a northern region. Of What's wrong with Drake? Mainstream AF. So what? So what? Exactly. exactly. So I'm, how I, can I say I that I'm out here gay? I don't, I don't personally
3: like him, but like that's not anything to do with how mainstream he is. Why did you feel the need to put that little
2: disclaimer? What disclaimer? That he didn't personally like him. <laughs> Are you saving yourself from the mob, Eli? <laughs>
1: 100%. It's like me attacking BTS.
2: because uh, And not guess a BTS man. was my number one artist. So <laughs> As someone, okay, my point being that as someone with, like, a comically embarrassing, like, mainstream music taste, like...
3: What, what's embarrassing about being mainstream? I'm
2: exactly, exactly. Exactly, miss. I gatekeep artists and keep them under 100K listeners' streams, Whatever. I mean, anyway, we I mean, all have different ways I mean, of enjoying yeah, media. I was gonna
3: say you do what you like, but I think the, the like like you know if if you like discovering smaller artists like that that you know once they cross a hundred thousand streams like you know all power to you. But like I just think that like I, I think that's kind of arbitrary.
1: Here is a logic I can get behind. If you are gatekeeping for this following reason, then okay, I understand why you're doing it. So let's say you have this favorite band or song that is being overplayed on TikTok and you love TikTok. The amount of this song that you hear and the n- number of times you hear this artist is just so much that this overexposure would just make you hate that song or that artist. Mm-hmm. And it ha- this is the fear that my sister has that a specific song from the neighborhood would be overplayed on TikTok. So much that w- she will just hate it.
3: Mm-hmm like it's it's like there is a
1: reason why some people might choose to gatekeep but if you are doing something along the lines of oh it becomes mainstream i don't want to be part of mainstream i would like an explanation why exactly that is your choice
0: i just think that sometimes when there's like a particular band that has a certain niche and when they become really popular the fans of the band become kind of annoying also like, so like is that a lot of new fans
3: so is that a problem of the band or is that a problem with the or the artist or is that a problem of the fan base it's the fan i mean base. it's a
0: problem with the fan base but it still has to do with the artists gaining popularity. Also, I was being dramatic when I said I didn't listen to bands over 100k. I do listen to bands over 100k. k just want to put that out there. You just don't <laughs> go to their
2: concert. Uh, I, 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 I didn't, think
0: that, I didn't yeah,
3: think that was I, literal. Yeah, I didn't
0: think that was literal. Also,
2: I think that it is also podcast, partially on the artist, sure though, because I think you made a point earlier, Nora, of these awards can like facilitate the upward success or the longer-term success of certain artists, but doesn't that mean they're going to sell out? Like, if they land some sort of big record deal, like, how do you know that their sound isn't going to become more commercialized or popified? Or they're going to attract a larger fan base and then all they're going to care about is their streams or their merch or their ability to hold on to that rather than, like, just making music to make music.
1: It's a trade-off, but certain artists are keeping up with, you know, staying niche-relevant and not sell-out. Like Lana Del Rey, whom I love with my heart and soul she's amazing she recently released merch and it was on a pre-order basis so she wasn't selling out first of all second of all this is the first time i'm seeing her sell any merch third of all she is so true to herself and to her fan base and she doesn't go into that mainstream vibe (laughs) like some might argue Yes, but not necessarily. Let's say her former work was more mainstream than something that she produces now.
0: I would like you to say one song that you think should win or should have won. For what category? Uh, for like just song of the year.
1: Song of the
0: year. Yeah. So we're talking about songwriting? Songwriting, yeah. And just any? Or, any song. Just one that you, from the, one that you year? like. So if yeah. we were the Academy. If you were the Academy.
3: I don't know, bro.
0: (laughs) You're asking too much. From
2: okay, from 2022. So something released in 2022.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, are we doing 2022? Because like they had a cut off like at October.
0: Okay, well, let's just say 2022 in general. Oh, 2022 in general.
3: Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that guy right now. If we're doing 2022 in general, I'm gonna say if I would say song of the year antihero. Are Bye. you Swifty? Yeah, Taylor Swift. Okay. It 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 takes a a it takes some really good songwriting to have an entire arena chanting an anthem of self-loathing.
2: Ooh, self-loathing. Yeah. <laughs> It's self-awareness. Me, it's
3: me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. In my opinion, I think it was the best song written this year. But I, I don't think it was the only good song written this year. And it certainly would be close. But yeah, for me, it would probably be anti-hero.
2: I mean, SZA dropped SOS on December 9th of
3: 2022. Good good point. Kill That's Bill's crazy. really great. Yeah. Song.
2: Open Arms. I can't choose song. one.
1: Yeah, I can't choose one because everything that I would choose is not from 2022. So... Unfortunately I would have to go with whatever they picked and I honestly think just like that might be a good good option. Although I haven't heard the song completely. I didn't have the patience to listen to. <laughs> Who's a buy? Uh-huh.
2: just like that,
1: the winner. Oh. Oh bye, Bonnie.
2: Miss Bonnie Oh also Lana yeah. Lana Drop, did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard on what? December seventh, twenty twenty two? So while I was sick in bed in December, I had some new music to chew See, on. See, if be she sad released
1: about. it if she released it earlier, I would have chosen that. that okay, been, well
0: yeah. I choose the song Ricochet by Lil Ugly Main because it's rare that a rap artist comes out with a soulful folk ballad. Okay, Miss Gatekeep Girl Boss. <laughs> All right, that'll be all. Thank you for listening to the new Occidental podcast and make sure to tune in two weeks from now for our next episode. Thank you.